a lot of them. Ice on me, I'm popping. Try and get like me. All righty. Happy Friday. Uh, guys, we have a really, really exciting episode today. We got episode 53 with Dominic Dubay, co-founder of Evive Nutrition. Um, really amazing brand out of Canada that is now expanding rapidly in the United States. So pumped to share their story and vision. Dominic, thanks for, uh, for coming on today. Hey, it's my pleasure, Dave. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Well, you know, I think I came across you guys um, – Maybe it was through Jake from Midday Squares who introduced us. That's definitely it. Um, but love the brand. Uh, definitely see the value add um, and the value proposition. But you know, Dominic, please you know share share a little bit about your brand, your story, who you are, and uh, and yeah, excited to learn more. Yeah, yeah. So Aviv uh, is a is a now six years old brand that I've co-founded with my wife Claudia. Um, back here in Canada. And um, we were, back then we were right after college. Uh, I did mechanical engineering uh, and she did uh, uh, psychology. Um, and at that point she had been, she had been like on a plant-based diet for um, about four years. And, and one of the things that she was doing is a very healthy, complete smoothie every day, like kale, hemp seeds, spirulina, you name it, all those superfoods were in there. Um, and that was sort of the way that we were going through our morning, you know, very energized and it was working for us. And, um, and at one point we realized like, it's, it's awesome, but it's, it's not really accessible for many people in terms of like spending all the time and knowing what ingredients to put together. And we're like, if we could make that quality of a smoothie more accessible, uh, you know, it could add the potential to, to change, uh, to change life. So we uh, had the idea of pre-making uh, Claudia's smoothies in small uh, frozen cubes. And so uh, every morning we would just pop the cubes in a shaker bottle, add water around the milk, and then on the way to work, we would just shake it up and you'd have a smoothie without a blender, without all the mess. Um, and that, that, that was Aviv's uh, first, uh, first uh, days. Uh, and we started selling in grocery stores at first in, uh, in Canada for uh, the first three years in grocery stores, natural grocery stores around the, the the province of Quebec, and then we expanded in Canada. And three years ago, we launched a e-commerce website um, with a subscription model for smoothies because it's, a, it's an item that people have on on a daily basis. So it, 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 it did make sense for a recurring model. And that was very successful uh, here in Canada. And so we had this business model that sort of started coming together with the e-com and the retail. And um, that's when we sort of were uh, very confident to say, okay, now we're ready to to launch this in the US, and that was a year ago, and now we've been growing it in the US since then, and uh, and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. Different uh, different market, lots of challenge, but but yeah, it's it's people were ready for that concept down there, so that's that's a great news. Definitely, I will say my my favorite thing is really the form factor and the brand that you've created. There's no question that ready to eat smoothies, especially you know coming frozen whether it's D2C subscription or in the grocery store or are, are really like uh, part of everyday life and the consumer is fully in and, you know, myself included. Um, I guess my question would be, I mean, I've got a million for you, um, but I love the dynamic of building a business in Canada and then bringing it to the U.S. I've seen a couple others do it really well. Um, can you share a little bit about what it's like operating a business in Canada versus the U.S.? We're doing the opposite. We went U.S. Yeah. to Canada. And um, when we did that in the early days, a lot of, you know, potential investors or friends or 
people in the industry were like, why are you launching into Canada? That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but I've actually, I've actually been blown away by how amazing of a market and how seamless it's become with technology and distribution these days. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, it, it, it certainly is a, a, a smaller market than, than the U.S. Like it's, it's about 10, 10 times uh, smaller than, than the U.S. But what was great for us in Canada is that, you know, I think because it's, it's a smaller market, especially in Quebec, which is the province uh, out east uh, where Montreal is, um, we, it, 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 it was sort of a perfect place to incubate our idea. Um, in Quebec, especially, it's, it's a francophone uh, province, so so not a lot of American brands or international brands, except the big big ones, uh, make it to uh, to to Quebec. So you have a you have such a great um, uh, support from the grocery stores for local brands. So for us, it was two things: we had amazing support to grow the brand uh, from the retailers and the consumers, being a local brand, francophone, and everything. And we were sort of under the radar of the competitors for the first, let's say, two, two, three years, incubating our ideas and 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 changing the the, the concept to make it work. You know, so so it's been it's been great for that. And then as we grew in Canada, we realized that it was it was a very interesting market. You know, we have uh, uh, retailers like Loblaws and Sobeys uh, that 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 drives massive amount of volume. Um, and 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 then you know we we were sort of foreseeing us capping in terms of, of growth within the next couple of years and so we we're like okay now we, now we it's time to think about expanding in the US uh, which is to us a 10x market but we've done all our learnings in a, in a smaller market at lower cost I would say and and something I would say too is I feel like a lot of CPG brands like we did the same thing but for us it was just in Southern California yeah. and like the California market is a great place to incubate a brand you got a lot of natural grocery stores and consumers doing that in, in Montreal and then taking all your learnings, figure out what, what, you know, what does work, what doesn't excuse that you can rationalize and then bringing that to the U S um, is amazing. Can I ask, are you doing both retail and D to C in the U S or just one? Yes. Yes. That, that, that was the strategy from the get go. That's, that's been our, that's been our way to entering new market, even in Canada. Like I said, Quebec is a very different country in itself. You know, it speaks French, different culture, very, well, French, obviously. Um, and so when we got outside of Quebec in Ontario and in BC, um, it was, we had to relearn everything. We had to start talking in English and, and redid uh, some of the, uh, most of the visuals and the packaging and everything. And so we, we've lived through that, you know, and we, we learned how to launch new market. And what worked for us, it was to launch DDC because you, you can get some consumer, you know, from the get go. You don't need a, a grocery chain to, 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 to to give you space. So we were able to launch quickly. And then as the brand grew, uh, it built also the story and some traction at retail level. Uh, so people knew the brand when we entered the grocery store. So we had some velocity from the get-go when we entered grocery stores. So that's 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 been the strategy also of entering the US. Can you share a little bit about frozen shipping D2C? For us, that was a really, really challenging uh, you know, endeavor for ice cream. Um, I know there are companies like Daily Harvest, Revive, others who have really done a great job there. I think subscription allows for it to be a lot more feasible, but how about shipping Canada to US? That's gotta be close to impossible. <laughs> yeah, impossible. Uh, I remember the first, uh, 
the first couple of shipments that I did, it was like sample box for let's say investors or or uh, retail potential retail partners, and I would ship from Canada, and it would just be like this massive box, you know, with like so much dry ice and stuff, and like uh, so many FedEx labels and prior notice, and like it was it was not not scalable at all. And so to ship directly to, to consumer, you know, thousands of boxes, you, you, we got to get closer to the markets. Uh, so, so you got to pack it and put the dry ice closer to all the, the different markets that you want to get in. So for us, it was, you know, Northeast first because, you know, obviously closer and then California. And as we expand, we need to open um, uh, uh, packing facilities, not, not necessarily ours, but packing partners. And, and so you guys are looking into manufacturing in the U.S. as well, I would guess. Yeah, there'll come a time where uh, where that would make that would make a ton of sense. Um, but um, you know, entering in the U.S., we wanted to do it uh, lean because we were we were willing to learn a ton of things. You know, like we 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 came in and literally re- ready to to learn that maybe our pricing is not good, maybe you know our pack size is not good. So we were we wanted to to start lean. And then once we had volume and, and validation of, okay, this is the right fit, then think about uh, reducing costs by manufacturing uh, locally. Where can we get uh, Evive in the U.S. now, just for anyone who's watching? Online. Uh, online, uh, definitely at evivenutrition.com. Um, and in the grocery stores, we, we are in Hannaford uh, in the north uh, northeast. And uh, natural independent grocery stores around the country. But uh, we're we're still in the early days. We have about a couple of hundred uh, retailers across the country. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, um, Dominic, I want to get back to the early days of, uh, of of Revive Nutrition. You know, you and Claudia. You said you were using a shaker cup. A lot of people want to come into this industry and, and have great ideas for companies. But the other thing I really want to you know reiterate is that this is you've now been building this business for six years or seven years. Six years, yeah. So, you know, it's definitely a, a glamorous and sexy industry. Everyone loves food. It's fun. Uh, but I think people oftentimes forget, you know, how challenging it can be uh, from a capital perspective, manufacturing a product like yours, shipping frozen. So talk to me a little about the early traction, maybe some of the uh, mistakes that you also made. And, uh, you know, how do you commercialize a product as beautiful and differentiated as the one that you have? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm sure we we... we we share similar war stories uh, of the early days. You, you, you being in the frozen. Did you did you guys manufacture the product from the get go? Or yeah, we still do. We still do. Wow, wow, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely been the the biggest challenge for me and Clo uh, to grow uh, production capacity. And and you know when we started, the first concept was that <laughs> we we were cutting cubes, cutting smoothie cubes by hand with a big knife and then scooping cubes in a bag and then distributing that. And, and we've, we did that for quite a bit of time. And I remember at some point I had like, I had wrist injuries because I was cutting, you know, slabs of frozen smoothies all day long. Um, and so that was, that was, that was quite something. And then we pivoted to, uh, another concept, which is what we have right now, the smoothie trays, um, which are, you know, obviously easier to make and uh, and to distribute. Um, How did you come up with that? Because I I really like when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is really beautiful and differentiated. That's that's quite an innovation. How did that come to fruition? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's you know, it's usually those those type of ideas usually happens when 
when you're facing uh, some some heavy threat to your company. And for me, it was I couldn't grow capacity. Like I like I said, my risks were like gone, and like I I hired a couple of folks to cut cubes, but it was just not not something we could do. So I had a machine made that could cut cut the slabs of of smoothies. Um, it sounds ridiculous when you think about it after. No, it's no, it's it's the it's honestly my favorite part of these of these stories. So yeah, I love but it. Yeah, at the time it felt like the the good thing to do to find a machine that could cut cut the smoothie cubes. Um, and and we had the machine made. We invested like it was fifteen thousand. It was not back then. It was a very big amount for us, and and it didn't work. It never worked. Uh, we couldn't couldn't make it work. Like the. It would cut, but was then, it like an ex, like an extruder or something? Yeah, it, it was literally like cutting slabs of smoothies, and the the waste coming out of that was just twenty percent of the product had to be thrown away. So it was just not working, and so I was like, "What what are we doing now?" Like, I I, I guess like I'm not continuing. So you have orders now. piling up like online and in retail, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like I literally can't make enough. Can't can't make enough, and 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 I couldn't figure out a way to to. To make more and so and so i was like yeah i need to figure out something and, and 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 i was thinking about molding the smoothies in like a silicone tray that you know we could reuse and stuff but um but then i say you know what about we use a recyclable tray that people can you know we could we could literally like just fill it freeze it and then the people can recycle it and and um like the nespresso cup i guess or and so that was the haha moment where you know it just solved all the of the issues that I had. So brilliant! I I mean it's it's really amazing. It's also just it it stands out. Like back, I'm I'm a huge design person and form yeah. factor person, and like the second I saw it, I knew that this was um you know a sustainable legacy brand. This you guys will be around for for a long time, um <laughs> and and definitely see see where the success comes from. Um, super cool. So. Uh, with with that innovation, you then were like, okay, we could start solving our problem, scaling, um, and then really you, you you mentioned Sobies and Loblaws, but just growing in retail and then eventually growing into D 2 C and online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first three years was solely retail, and I remember I was having breakfast with with one of, one of my friends who, who was doing direct to consumer food brand, and and he was saying, why aren't you guys selling online? And I said, well, because it's frozen, you know. It's not possible, and and you say, ah, oh, that's too bad. You know, it it, it would be great. It, it's it, see with food is like growing and everything, and it's working well for us. And then I thought about it for for the day after, and I was like, you know, there might be a way, you know, to, to put uh, dry highs and to make it work. And back then, uh, that was in 2017. Uh, I don't know of any brand that was doing frozen online, except maybe a couple of niche um, uh, meat suppliers that would sell like 400, 500 dollar boxes of meat. Uh, so I, you know, called the, the dry high supplier and I told them about the idea and they were like, yeah, no, it's, you know, you have to use styrofoam box and that's the only way. And it's going to cost this and that. And it was like, there was no way I was going to do it with styrofoam box. So we figured out a, a way to pack it. Uh, we found a supplier of hemp, uh, hemp liners, um, that you know, very, very small supplier for like, uh, home construction. And I said, could you cut those, you know, panel and this this in shape and and they say yes and and so we we built out a insulated box made of hemp uh so compostable and that was like okay and it, it was performing closely to the to the styrofoam 
And so it was like, okay, now we, I think we can, we can make it work. So smart. And I mean, that my, my, my question to you is how big is that portion of the business? You don't have to share the exact numbers, but is D to C still make an experience that is different than going in a grocery store and, and buying um, your product at the grocery store. So how do we make this experience of the subscription more, um, more, more special, more special. So that's more like a membership. And there's a couple of things uh, we, we were launching much more innovations online because it's faster. You know, as you know, you don't have to do the packaging and the UPC and all that. And so innovation goes out faster. People get to try things that change. Um, and, and also we have like some, some pretty cool merch, like uh, mason jars and shakers and this and that, that we give, you know, on your second, third, fourth order. Uh, so it really creates sort of a, a mix of a, yeah, it's, it's more of a sort of a membership uh, that you commit and you're part of a part of a group than just buying the product at the grocery store. So different experience. Super cool. I, I love it, man. Um, and so what, you know, I know that you all, you do smoothies, but you also do soups, correct? Yeah. Um, are there any new products that are coming that we, you know, you don't have to share what they are if they're not ready, but you guys are launching new innovation? Yeah, definitely. The, uh, everything about meals and, and the, the, the soup and the bowls that, we're, that, that we launched in Canada, uh, we're going to develop uh, a lot of, around that because I think what we, what we did for, for breakfast and, and snacking with smoothies, we, we can bring innovation to lunch and meal prep. Um, uh, I think we, we see, we see a gap and we believe that frozen has a great potential, uh, being, um, obviously something you can have always on hand in your freezer. You know, it's not something you have in your fridge and if you don't do it three days later, it's going to perish. Um, and you can have an awesome taste. It's the best way to preserve food. Um, uh, it's just about bringing back quality to frozen food, uh, that, you know, if you look at the freezer set, you, you know, you know, as much as I do, um, it hasn't changed a lot in the last like 50 years. Um, and how, how can you bring disruption to, to that space? It's not so easy because people don't necessarily go there as much to discover. So for us online was a way to, to, yeah, to, to bring innovation to frozen food, but not sell it as necessarily frozen food as you, as you think in a freezer set. Um, so, so that, that's the approach. Yeah. And I think on top of that, um, you know, there's so much competition, like in the in food and beverage. I feel like there's a new brand, new beverage brand launched every, you know, every day, uh, a new product in the snacking category. A lot of these categories that are easy to enter into, you can just go D to C. What I love about Frozen is there really is a barrier to entry. Frozen logistics are really tough. You know, yep. Frozen supply chain for retail. It, uh, I, I think that's another reason why there hasn't been as much innovation. There are certain capital costs and hurdles that are a lot more difficult than, you know, a, a snacking category. Yeah. Um, so yeah, totally, totally commend you for it. Um, so with, with a vibe, what, what, what is your and Claudia's long-term goal for the next, you know, five, 10 plus years? What do you guys hope to accomplish? Um, you know, for, for us being a Canadian brand succeeding in the U S and, and becoming, um, you know, doing our 10 X if you want in the U S it's definitely sort of, sort of the next big goal and what we're really, really focused on. And, uh, and yeah, I, I like to break down goals, you know, something that I can, that I can see, you know, and, 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 and so for me, that's really that the 10 X in the U S is really what we're all after and to bring innovation, you know, I, we, something I think we're, 
we like to do is coming up with ideas and and bringing them to life and and helping people prepare very healthy meals and, and smoothies and stuff like that. So bringing definitely more innovations in, in the space, uh, both online and retail um, in Canada and in the US. Amazing. And any uh, tips you might have for prospective founders looking to start a company or get brand awareness, like anything that's really worked well for you in those tough days when, you know, you couldn't supply demand, you're worried that, you know, everything was really going to fall apart. What, what really pushed you through to keep going? Hmm. I don't know what, 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 what's your answer to that? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, my, I mean, my personal answer yeah. is this industry is really unique in the sense that you can touch millions, if not billions of people, you can inspire people, you can put healthier products in the hands of these people and make real, uh, you know, really change their lives if they're consuming X versus Y. And if you believe in your product and, you know, for me, the net ability to, when I look at some of my favorite brands, in the world, the ability to touch billions of people um, is really like the 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 currency for me and what drives me. Versus when I was working, a, you know, full time job, I felt like I was just prioritizing, um, you know, myself and my salary, and 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 I just impact really through a product that people need every single day. That that that's what got me really going. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I would say similar for me, and I would add the fact that once we start to have a team. And, and, and the team really, like, there's some, I don't know, like, I haven't worked in a ton of place before Eve. Like I was, like I said, back, it was after college, but there's, there's a special vibe, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're building something from the ground up that, you know, all the employees are, are like a little bit like founders and very, very excited and like, just like super, super um, uh, into it. And, and so I don't know, I, 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 I take my energy as well from all of the, all the Aviv employees. Um, and, and the clients that are, that, that, that are like crazy about the brand and like asking for, for more merch and stuff like that and writing us awesome reviews. And, and so it's all that energy really that, you know, pushes you when you have some tough times and you're like, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Dom. I mean, I feel very lucky cause I, this is the, this is the industry I want to be in for the rest of my life. And, um, yes, it's really like it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but I do every day. I, you know, I love it. I can tell you love what you do as well. So um, super cool, man. Well, Dominic, I, I want to thank you again for, for hopping on today. It's, you know, it's always helpful. There are a lot of people that um, admire, you know, what you're building and what you're doing. More people are going to continue to find out about it, but just the lessons that you shared are, are super valuable. So thank you. Hey, it was my pleasure. It was a great, uh, great conversation. Hope we can uh, continue having it offline. <laughs> someday. Yeah. And let me know, are you, are you coming out to the U S anytime soon or. Well, so I'm, I'm going to have a baby in like a day or two. So congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> so so and that's why Claudia isn't, isn't here today. She, normally she'd join and, and, and say hi. Un but, understandable. understandable. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's the next project. And then, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to, um, to uh, Expo East and uh, in September, so that that would be the next travel for me, and then Expo West in California, definitely. Yeah. Well, I will see you at both. We'll have ice cream and smoothies. I look forward to it. Um, All right, you're here at Expo, Expo East then. Yeah, I'll be I'll be there. Um, so yeah. we should definitely get together. And then, lastly, anything else that you want to share? You know, you mentioned go to evivenutrition.com, Hannaford, yeah. uh, Loblaws, Sobies. Where you know anything else coming up that you want to kind of share? 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, Anifert is like a great test for us launching in the US, first chain that uh, that picked us up. So uh, th thanks if any Anifert uh, person working and uh, uh, seeing that that podcast. Thank, thanks for the trust and and uh, and yeah, we'll make it work there. And that's like you know, it's it's our launch pad really uh, to to bigger chains, uh, other chains. Yeah. Awesome, man. We'll have a great weekend and congratulations. And uh, we, we will definitely talk soon. Super, man. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Oh.